This is Tom Lee, Editor-in-Chief of NEJM Catalyst, and we are talking today about progress in advancing value-based care with Felipe Costa, the Director of the Value-Based Healthcare Program in Lu Saude in Portugal. Felipe has led and carried out several national and international projects in value-based healthcare and is optimistic that we're in a period when this work is accelerating and actually becoming more and more important. We'll ask him to talk about what is happening in his own organization, in Portugal, and in healthcare in general. Felipe, why don't you start by telling our listeners a little bit about Lou Saude? Yeah, thanks, Tom. Uh, first of all, let me thank you for the invitation. Uh, what a privilege to be in this talk with someone that I really admire and indirectly changed my purpose of professional, of professional life. Uh, it's like reading more than a decade, a decade of literature and now finally meet in person the, the responsible for that change. So, yeah, thank you very much for this invitation. It's a privilege to be here talking with you about yeah, what, what I've been doing, what we have been doing concerning what, what's, what's value-based healthcare. So, Lushtaud is, is the holding company of one of the largest healthcare services groups by income and uh, the currently expansion, expanding Portugal market. Um, the group uh, uh, is, is almost 20 units and is located in the north, central, southern, southern, modern regions of Portugal, so all over the country. And um, during, during the 2021, we had also a um, national healthcare hospital under, under a public-private partnership uh, that ended in 2022. Uh, at the moment, we, had, we have each year more than 3 million consultations a year, more than 80,000 surgeons delivered uh, and almost uh, 14,000 employees. So, and it's every, every year growing uh, in, the, in, in their consolidation business. So it's the, the biggest private group of hospitals in, in, in Portugal. Well, can you tell us a bit about your background and your role at Luz Saude? Yeah, sure. So I'm, I'm actual director of value-based healthcare at, at Luxwood. Uh, we have been developing the, um, this, this model for the last decade, for almost 10 years. And um, yeah, I have a clinical management background. I've done my master and MBA. Uh, I've, uh, part of the direction of operations, I was really dedicated uh, on oncology. Then I, I had a, a glimpse of uh, what was going to be the, the, the next vision when you and, and Michael Porter published uh, some of the things concerning uh, value-based healthcare in the early beginning. And it really changed the, my, 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 my approach and the way that I was looking to healthcare, not wanting to treat only diseases, but to, to treat uh, patients. And so I, I run all my, my, my efforts and I learned from the best, like from Hamdi Anderson. I went to Harvard, and I, then I decided that I wanted to I wanted to go back uh, and see all over the world what what was happening concerning value-based healthcare all over uh, uh, several several institutions in in uh, in Europe. Then uh, I'm actual a professor of business management and value-based healthcare in Portugal. I've run uh, a lot of projects nationally and internationally. Uh, concerning implementation of value-based healthcare, 
and uh, I'm also a researcher about uh, value-based healthcare and what's what what is the the really uh, correct variables for us to put in in practice and lead this path forward in healthcare because I think this is important as a need. At the moment, um, at the moment, I'm I'm a face of a very a very great team, so they are working permanently with me. Guys, more dedicated to clinical outcomes, others more dedicated to costs and to, to the part of the, the contracts, another comparing and looking for the benchmark uh, so we can compare the same things uh, all, over, all over the world and be comparing the same results for us to always to be improving and what is the importance of putting value-based healthcare in action and, 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 and uh, what we are been doing is kind of putting, putting all together and putting this in a practice application. Well, value-based healthcare is hard and it's disruptive to the status quo. So can you tell us why your leaders and your boards want value-based healthcare to advance? What is pushing them to take on this very difficult work? Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting question, you know. Uh, from from the beginning, uh, more than a decade, I have the privilege to have a CEO that had a very important vision and wanted to make a huge bet concerning uh, the application and putting value-based healthcare in, in, uh, from the first from, from the first moment. So Lusoud is a pioneer on implementing and developing value-based healthcare model in Portugal. We have more than 10 years of researching and putting it in, in practice with more than 40 uh, high PUs and 40 pathologies that we are running at the moment. And it's, it's been kind of um, struggling in the, in the beginning because you're changing one of the hardest things which is changing the culture organization of a company. And it was very important because since the moment zero that we internalized uh, in our mission and vision, the concept of value-based healthcare. So uh, 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 since the beginning, our mission was changing our vision, uh, leading to health, uh, being as a leader of healthcare provider with high specialized in complex medical care. And we wanted to be recognized as a reference of excellence uh, through integration of patient care, teaching and research, and to achieve the best outcomes that matters to patient to the uh, most, most efficient uh, and effective diagnosis and treatment with the most absolute respect for the patient individuality and to build a value chain, an organization that can attract, develop and retain exceptional people. So this is, was very important from the beginning because we put in our mission, in our values of the organization, one important thing that has to put value as a model of uh, internalized objectives and not volume. This is, was very important because since moment, since the first uh, beginning of the moment, we were able of capturing the attention of all the leaders, clinical leaders, management leaders, and all the environments that you have on your uh, structure, uh, integrated uh, structure that could deliver and could deliver this on a mission to achieve most value for the patient. So this was kind of uh, a challenging opportunity in healthcare because in the beginning, we saw that we have uh, challenges in healthcare. We have uh, increasing of aging and population, the exponential increase in prevalence of chronic disease and multimorbidity. We have we have 
three types of crises, like Larson has been talking, like value crisis, evidence crisis, and purpose crisis. We were emerging in a shift of paradigm where evolution of economic evaluation models was a pressure, the pressure of costs, the pressure of reduction of, um, of health expenditure. We, we, would, we were needing new instruments of analysis as part of the decision models. So everyone was asking, this is very important to have a different mentality, to have a different culture, so we can know exactly that we are in a, not in a point that we have perceptions, but we have evidence. So this was very important to try to diminish the, the, the unvariable and the variation of practice that we were seeing. So we wanted to deliver best outcomes for the patient at the correct costs. So one very important thing was to diminish this kind of variability, variability of behavior that will lead, lead immediately to changes, changes that we were needing in our organizations to focus to be on our purpose of mission, to deliver best outcomes for the patient at the correct costs. I think the reducing variability is very important. Can you give the audience one or two examples of some of the work underway? Yeah, so first of all, when we are looking to the model, this model of uncertainty and the lack of evidence, we, we really needed to, to go deeply on the culture organization. So this was the main, main structure to create a trust environment, engagement environment, and change management proposition with a common purpose. Some examples that we were uh, able of creating uh, more reduction of variability, for example, for, for HIP, we were enabling of creating better mobility in 63% in six months, 71% at one year, with a reduction of pain of 76% at six months and 82% in one year. Secondly, for example, in the knee, we had a significant improvement in all dimensions of quality of life with a clear reduction of the overall costs that was nearly 32% of the overall chain. For example, in cataract, we, we, we improved the quality of vision by the pre and post-surgical score variation in uh, comparison even to the benchmark of national of national, national register. And we, for, for example, endometriosis, we reduced the rate of new surgery at three years. And we now have results of 1.5 when the benchmark is talking about 4.3. This is so major important because the reduction of variability of behavior created uh, uh, better outcomes in the value chain. And you were enabling of creating this establishing position along five and seven years. So it's not just achieving the results, it's to maintain the results and to maintain the behaviors. For that, it's very important to have clinical protocols, uh, clinical pathways design, but mainly of is to, to give to the clinical the, uh, the double feedback about the results that you are getting permanently. Monthly, they can see their results, they can improve, we can have meetings that they can uh, progressively make them better. And not only it's important to look for their results, but it's very important to align the ecosystem. So we always have a culture of patient-centric, but it's important to align the ecosystem between payers, providers, and suppliers. Only knowing our numbers, 
we can uh, align all the ecosystem that we have to really strengthen the, the, the balance of what we are creating, not only in the balance of uh, uh, internally impact, but also social capital, because that's important. How can we create more social capital, more social value? It's not only a measurement of internally, it's how we going to deliver this to the, our, our society. So there's a very important uh, uh, publication from Ronald Burt from Brokers and, and Closure that uh, uh, the social value that, that is so important, the social capital that we are creating can bring us a, a very important, more balanced ecosystem. And this is, was very important for us because we were enabling of creating new models of reimbursements and new models of creating better access, equity, inclusion and diversity when we are impacting outcomes and costs in the value chain. This was a very, very important thing to create a more uh, strategy of internalizing in our culture organization. And the, the part of the competition that we're, 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 we're having at the moment was very important because competition, as you know, with, with the work of Libor Daphne, increases significant the, the, the engagement of people for them to, to be continuous delivering better outcomes at the correct cost. So this was very important because we needed this adaptability, this need of coordination, better to engage the loyalty of the whole team to deliver better outcomes for the patient. This was important because the purpose of changing is something that people are not used. The changing to get better results, the changing of, for example, bringing outcomes that matters to patient to a centric approach, outcomes coming directly from the patient, like the use of prompts. That was creating a very, very important thing. And I always tell to my, my, my team that we should not, we should be careful about what we call the Icarus paradox. Icarus was a, a god that was flying very next to the sun. And when he was flying next to the sun, he burned his wings. So we have to be careful about the results that we are producing and the way that we are implementing value-based healthcare strategy without knowing our instruments and the purpose of what we are doing. Only measuring correct the outcomes and the costs, that's when we are in the game of value-based healthcare. So that has been a huge challenge of analyzing, of putting everyone in the same objective, having the same culture, and at the same time, having the same direction. Only with this work, with time, and with feedback, with communication, and with evidence, we were able to establish a model that now has, as you know, a lot of uh, um, measurements for more than 40 pathologies that we can deliver, analyze, and really bring value to our, our patient and to our, uh, to our society, because that's a very important thing to also bring, and to have a more regulated engagement concerning a common purpose, a trustful environment, an empowered execution to our teams, and a shared consciousness that all the ecosystem need to be aligned with the models to create value among the system that we are creating, because there isn't enough money to pay for the system that we have. And that's the work that we have been doing with a balanced ecosystem, with the providers, with the suppliers, and also with the payers. That's important. And now we are also working with the regulators 
because the national healthcare services also uh, asked, asked uh, the importance of uh, um, delivering this is in the national level, uh, national level. So it's important to enlarge the concept, not only in our organization, but in a national uh, perspective to, to be a reality uh, of, of what we are getting. Well, it sounds like fantastic work and you are amassing social capital even before the payment system has uh, forced it. And I expect that uh, uh, good things will happen, but will it be short-term, will it be long-term? We will be following along to see how value-based care evolves in Portugal and in the rest of Europe. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your report with us today. I know it's going to be very useful both in Europe and in the United States and in the rest of the world. We will be checking back with you on a regular basis, Felipe. Thanks again. Thanks, Tom, and thank you.